All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Should I Play That with Chris and Rod. Thank you for joining us this week. It's episode 29, almost at 30, and we're in here for another week. What's going on, Rod? How you doing? Man, you know what they say about 30. You know, it's, it's 30 is the new 20. So, you know, we're just we're, we're just living our life, you know? We're just coming out of college, mm-hmm. um, you know? Well, maybe not just, but, you know, it, it's it's... It's a good time. It's a good time to, to be a part of the family. I feel like, you know, if you look at it like, like, just like you were saying, like with life, I feel like when you're, ed- you know, getting near 30, you sort of have an idea of what you want to do or what you want to like do in the future and like where you, where you want your life to go. So I, I definitely feel the same way with this podcast. I feel like we found a rhythm. Um, there's certain things that I want to do with the podcast that you know we'll we may or may not try even on the podcast or on the youtube channel but mm-hmm. um we're in a good place right now you know our our credit our credit's pretty good it seems like you know mm-hmm. good credit score we're able to get a house get a car stuff yeah. like that live you know mm-hmm. I but think how's, just... yeah but how, how's everything going with you rodden uh, not bad, man. You know, we, I feel like we have been saying this for the last few weeks, but <laughs> we're, we're getting to be in the thick of it now, uh, in, in terms of games, like we, I, we, we're, we're drowning in games. <laughs> has it, has uh, it hit you yet? Are you feeling yes. it? Are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? Are you feeling it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Yeah. So like, it's, it's real, it, it's, it's getting real bad to the point where like, I'm, I'm sort of stressed about like what to play. Like I need to to plan out like what it is I want to play, whether that's, you know, what I, things I want to I want to talk about on the show or things I just want to play like on my own time. Obviously, I think we should we should pick up things that genuinely interest us uh for the most part, which, you know, I think we do. We do a decent job of doing that. Um but man, it's like if as soon as I hear something is like over 30 hours, I'm like Ooh, that sounds good, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely been like what has gotten me to pick certain games. Yeah. And I'll sort of talk about it once, you know, we jump into what you've been playing. But yeah, man, you know, there's a lot of games coming out and the amount of time that I sort of have to play it, whether or not, you know, I'm doing work, I'm doing some, you know, some side hobbies, some side hustles, or just, you know, enjoying life with family like Mm -hmm. it's sort of hard to sort of balance all that and -hmm. drink water guys remember when you're doing all that drink plenty of water and and have like an active work style uh, lifestyle you know do some push-ups in the morning but uh it's tough man it's tough it's tough i mean how could anyone forget possibly to drink more water when you mention it every week you can't you can't forget (laughs) you can't forget at this point if you've been listening to us for the past even beyond a couple a week or two like you'll know to drink more water i mean have you has that ever happened to you before you've gone through a day and like you're you know you picked up your second or third beer and you're like wait a minute i haven't drank any water today it's been nothing but juice and alcohol almost every day of my life (laughs) (laughs) it's almost every day i'm fortunate enough to work in a place where we actually have taps like in our office and so you know i've had to cut back because you know i it's it's way too easy to like just grab like you know a beer you know every day (laughs) you know and it's way too easy to do that and 
I try to make it, you know, every you know, once or twice a week, like I'll grab a beer, one beer. Now, I don't drink multiple, you know, pints of beer. I I only ever really only drink one. But, um, yeah, I, I should drink more, absolutely drink more water. Um, usually on Thursdays when we have lunch together, um, like as a unit, we I usually will drink water like I just get a nice glass of water and we usually eat pretty early around like 1130 ish 12. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in in my mind, the way you set that up, it sounds like that's the only time during the week that you drink water. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chris, <laughs> so it's been like that sometimes. But that's and that's bad because like on my normal diet, like I drink a lot of Gatorade, which also isn't good because there's a lot of sugar in that. Um, so I, I, but you know, it's, I don't, I, I don't love to drink only water all day, every day, but I should, you absolutely should. That is not a good thing. You should drink water every day if possible, um, which should, should be possible, but, um, you should definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do enjoy my juice. I try not to drink a lot of soft drinks. Like, I mean, are you a soft drink person? I'm I'm a sparkling water type of person. So if I, uh, whenever I'm whenever I'm feeling like I need some bubbles, I'll I'll grab that. And people okay. look at people look at me weird. They're like, "Yo, that, you, you're drinking Alka Seltzer," and I'm like, "Nah, you un, uncultured swine." This is. So, <laughs> so are you a Lacroix fan? Yes. yes I really? Am. Okay. I I cannot stand Lacroix, and I don't know why. I don't like flavor watered in general i don't think there's actually that's not true there's a crystal light that i actually do enjoy it's like a crystal light oh that's actually pretty punch. good yeah like the fruit punch yes it's that exact one it's a fruit punch that's actually good I, I, I can't explain why it's the only type of flavored water that i enjoy but it tastes like there's sugar in it it's like the impossible burger for me like you know mm. <laughs> I, I i i eat meat you know so I don't the impossible burger will will not do much for me, but like I feel like it's the same or similar sort of thing, you know, like it fools yeah. me into thinking I'm actually drinking juice when it's just water with and, and that's and that's that's what it became for me with like soda like i I cut soda out like not completely, you know every now and then if I'm like at a restaurant or like if I, that's what I have to drink, sure, it's not gonna kill me, but you know. Whenever I have those urges for carbonation, like I'll, I'll, you know, find my way to get me some sparkling water. That's the way to, you know, cut that down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't explain it either. And there are so many flavors of, um, of, of Lacroix. Like I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the grape one. I is. I think there's a grape one. I can't stand it. That's probably the worst one. I've I've physically am sick when I drink it. But people love it though. I, I'm in the minority. I feel like most people love LaCroix. Um so I don't know. Maybe I should just try a different one. I don't know. Yeah. I mean um if you like this is uh another one that I like if I like treat myself. It's called San Pellegrino. And, oh, okay. Right. And they, there's one. and there's one where they have like flavored versions of it. So um, I mean, at that point, it really does taste like you're drinking like soda or something. So, mm. but it's good. It's good stuff. Well, I'll try one of these highfalutin drinks one day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, besides that, I know last week we didn't have a chance to talk about our uh, Labor Day weekend. So I sort of want to give right. you know give that a shout out. So uh, you know, down over here in Atlanta was Dragon Con, and mm. um, I had, so. 
my experience this year of Dragon Con was like it was a free trial or a demo. Actually, no, it was like a Nintendo demo where, you know, I could only play for a certain amount of time. Uh, I could only play for a certain amount of minutes and only have like one or two tries of the game. That's what mm-hmm. it felt like this weekend. Oh, that weekend. Um, you know, me, Cedric, uh, we, um, me, Cedric, and his girlfriend, we uh, drove down and we just, you know, hit the streets and, mm-hmm. you know, looked at, you know, just people, just people watched for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw a bunch of really good cosplays, uh, a ton of drunk people being drunk. That's just a given during Always those weekends. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the people playing a bunch of music on the, um, on the sidewalks. There's like people that will, uh, like DJs will have like sets and whatnot, or people are actually playing instruments. I saw that on a couple of streets. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and some of them, there was a, I'll talk about my experience in a bit, but I was down there on Saturday and there, and they had, there was a, a woman dressed. I think she was in cosplay. I, I actually you sometimes you just don't know <laughs> um <laughs> but uh she was uh, she had her guitar out her electric guitar and she was actually like doing uh specific melodies from certain franchises like she was at some one point she was doing like a really rad like uh zelda theme which was awesome um yeah it's an awesome way to get money and attention yeah it's really cool i love seeing videos of people that are like that they'll have instruments and like they're They'll either follow people around or like they'll see someone in like a specific costume and play mm-hmm. music from that, you know, from that universe. So like they see someone from Zelda, they'll play uh, some, a song from Zelda. They'll see um, someone from like an anime, they'll start playing the an- uh, an- their anime theme music. So, I, you know, I love I love seeing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but how's the how's, you know, your experience that weekend? So my experience was pretty good um it, it was I, so i've never been to dragon con ever and i haven't been to like a convention like that um like a, a, a popular culture convention in like uh, 10 years maybe more actually um so it's it was like a real a real shock uh and all my all the memories came flooding back um so i had been to anime weekend atlanta like when i was in high school and i'd gone with some friends i went like a couple times uh, twice specifically um and that was over 10 years ago at this point and so um this was kind of new ish and dragon con is like supposedly like one of the biggest conventions like in the country i guess Mm -hmm. definitely it gets it gets uh a lot of praise and a lot of people know about it yeah, definitely one of the biggest ones. Uh, definitely the biggest one in the South. I would I want to say probably bigger yeah. than Pack South. But um, yeah, like it's it, it was awesome, man. Like we we got there a little late. I was I was with people who you know we, I was with a large group of people. Uh, a lot of uh, many of whom were out actually outside of my friend group. So we were all kind of going together ish at, at this place. And it was like 10 ish people. Um, and so moving in that kind of a group can be a little uh, cumbersome sometimes because <laughs> you have to get like you have to corral uh, 10 people, you know, into one place that can be a struggle sometimes. But it ended up being really, really good, really fun. Um, we spent a lot of time in the arcade. And that was awesome because like all the games were you know, free, you know, well, obviously you pay the membership price to get in. But like, once you get up there, like 
there's no it's all free play everything's free play they had like uh, dragon ball z fighters cabs and street fighter cabs and um the taiko or taito drums i think was it taiko um the japanese drum actually arcade setup they had like five of those there they had tons of dance dance revolution games they had pump it up which is awesome i actually own that on playstation 2 so that was cool seeing like a physical version of that um they had people going crazy on those too like i forgot how good people are at those games um and all sorts of japanese games that you have no idea how to read or play you just kind of walk up to it and figure it out as you go um i love that it makes it give you it gives you like a real uh, arcade feel like we just don't have that in the united states uh, much anymore we have round one here which I, i've talked about on the show which kind of gives you that, um, but you know that's pretty far away from where uh, it, you and I live, so it's kind of a trek um, to get there. But it was a really awesome experience. Saw so much cool cosplay, like you were saying, um, of every single you know type of genre, whether it was Western, Eastern, like you know it it, it didn't matter. Comics, uh, movies. TV, it does not matter. It's it's everybody's having a really good time. At one point at the night uh, during the night, there's a giant dance party. There's at least like four or five dance parties going on. Like at this. Place. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, people were part. I mean, especially at night. Like that's 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 what the you know that's what the game plan is is like just finding a really good finding a, a a couple of parties to go to and like seeing where the night takes you yeah i mean it's so easy to meet people um socialize you know if that's your thing to, to and just hang out with a bunch of like-minded individuals who are all like you know just as quirky as you are <laughs> you know like it's it, it's really a, a an, an awesome thing and it helps you to not feel alone um this can be a really solitary hobby if you make it um but there are a lot of people who, you know, who enjoy this type of thing. Um, and, you know, men, women, black, white, like gay, straight, like it doesn't matter. It's, we've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, gaming specifically is um, is for everyone. And um, and it, it's it's really great to see all sorts of people um who are into similar things kind of just congregate together and enjoy that space so and it's cool and it's cool just seeing people just be just being comfortable with themselves like yes. it's that's something that we need to do a little bit more often it's just you know one of those come as you are things and just you know be yourself have fun love yourself love other, love other people that type of thing yeah right right yeah no um absolutely i mean and i mean on that point as well like being comfortable there are so many awesome panels now unfortunately i didn't get to attend any of the panels because again i was with a lot of other people and they we they had different ideas on what to do but i but there are us there are so many amazing panels to check out and so many that revolve around uh I would say things that you may consider niche, but like there's actually a pretty good audience for. So, uh, discussions around ethnicities in games, uh, you know, a, a woman's perspective on you know video game protagonists and things like that. I mean, it's it's there are so many different um, avenues for you to hear a certain perspective who you might not you might might not hear very often, um, and there are so many excellent ways to to kind of 
you know, meet meet other people in that way. So yeah, very cool, very cool experience. I'm definitely looking forward to going back. I thought it might be a little overwhelming at first because like, again, I hadn't been to one of these in a really, really long time. Um, and, and when I first got there, it was overwhelming for a moment because it is like, it's, you know, thousands and th- upon thousands of people, you know, all in one place. But pretty soon you get really comfortable, you relax, you have fun. I, I can't wait to, to try it again next year and do even more stuff. And that's the best way of doing it is your first year you want to do one day just to see what you're getting yourself into. Yep. And then if you like what you see, that's when like the next, you know, the following year, you, you know, you do the two day. And then after that, you know, you sort of jump, you know, jump up, do some more days. But definitely make sure that you do one day because like I, I hear a lot of people, um, I just hear, you know, different takes on all these cons, especially down here. Um, some people prefer, you know, like AWA or Momocon. Uh, compared to Dragon Con, so like it just falls down to you know what you're comfortable with and like the just the amount of people. I feel like that's the difference too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm actually looking forward to doing MomoCon next year. That's that's one I think I'll, I'll do for sure because I meant to do it this past year, but um, I it just didn't work out schedule wise. So hopefully, I'm gonna make some time and uh, purchase some tickets to that. Maybe we can. Um, maybe we need to talk about maybe what we could do there. That yeah. would be that would be cool. Yep. And um I wanna throw in something I did uh last week. Um, you know, we had James come into town because of uh it was a hurricane uh, was it Dorian? Yes. Yeah. So um he came into town and I was like, Hey, you know, you're in town, um, let's hang out. He was like, So, you know, what is there to do on a Thursday night? And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Herb has some sort of event somewhere in the city, and sure enough, he's uh, <laughs> sure enough he's at something called Smash Thursdays at the Black Sheep Tavern in Atlanta, and sort of like same situation with its with Controller Eyes, where this is more of like a gaming event. So you know you have the TVs set up everywhere. Um, they also have like a giant uh, you know um, projector outside, and they were playing Smash Brothers out there. Um, but like the, it was, it was really, you know, low key a lot, you know, everyone was pretty chill, you know, no one was crazy. Uh, the beer was cheap food, you know, was pretty good. Uh, so, you know, we had a good time, you know, we played some, uh, some dreamcast. So shout out to, you know, the 20th anniversary of the dreamcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, Wait, so at this event, did they have, they had more stuff than just smash then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you oh, know, okay. the, I mean, yeah, because, you know, how, how uh, Herb is, you know, he he likes to have, you know, games for everyone for the most part. So he has, you know, Dreamcast setups. He has Wii, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Uh, you know, you know, if you want it, he has it for the most part. OK, that's good, because, like, you know, I'm not not good at Smash. So, like, once I get destroyed in my first match, I might be like. Maybe I want to play something else. Yeah, you know, yeah, like walking in, like you see them playing Smash on a projector, and like these guys are good. So I, you know, I, I, I when I walked in or walked up to the place, you know, I, I saw them play, watched a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get humiliated. So I, you know, I walked in and played some other stuff, but um, definitely a good time. It's a, you know, uh, like I said, it's on Thursday nights um, at the Black Sheep Tavern. Um, definitely check that out, and you know, talk to her for a little bit. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think we we might have him on, uh, if not next week, the week after next. So you know, just be on the lookout for that. But um, yeah, it's always good seeing Herb. Always good seeing him. Excellent. 
Yeah, I need to I need to check that event out because Control Arrives was really great. I can only imagine what this one was like. Yep. But yeah, that's you know you know what we've been up to. But if this is the first time you're ever listening to our podcast, you know we are a gaming podcast. We just we sort of like you know uh, catching up a little bit at the beginning of the show. But um, what we like doing at the beginning of the episode is a little segment called "What You've Been Playing," where we pretty much talk about what we've been playing over the past week. So Rod, what you've been playing? few things here i'm I'm mostly going to talk about one of them but i do want to mention that i started i literally started yakuza 3 last night i bought the trilogy or the yeah the the trilogy collection three through five Um, obviously four and five are not out yet Uh, they will be released as they are completed uh, with four releasing in at the end of october um and Five releasing at the beginning to mid February of 2020. I was and say, is, is it that soon? Yeah, it's that soon. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So there, which is adding to the stress that I mentioned earlier, because like these games are just I pretty much paid for these games already, and they're just gonna come out, and I'm gonna want to play them. Um, but you know, I'm gonna have other. I, I need to play six. You know, after I've complete five, so it's like I'm gonna have to spread these games out in a way that makes sense, and I don't burn out. <laughs> but um, but but so far it's it's good though. So far so good. So I started three. It is a PS3 ass game. I'll put it like that. Like it is so far, and I don't mean that entirely. You know, in an entirely derogatory way, like you know, it is. I would say Yakuza Three is going to be the most technologically um regressed version of the game of the series at this point in time now it looks pretty it looks decent um because they have upscaled it to 1080p um so there's no blurriness or anything like that uh, like there would be on the playstation 3 version um and it does run at 60 frames per second so Mm, you do you you, yeah you do get that um which exactly so you get that that uh, yakuza zero smoothness which is which is great so uh there's that uh, but yeah, it does after coming from so coming from like Kwame 2 and Judgment, especially like back to back, like it's completely like it is a little bit of a shock because, you know, things are um, a little just slightly more polygonal, not not terribly so. Again, it still looks like decent. It doesn't look like a PlayStation 2 game or anything, um, you know, but the way that, you know, Kiri, you kind of walks is very like it's a little more static, less organic than the other ones. Um, the way that the in-game faces kind of are, they're still pretty dynamic. Like they actually are trying to match the 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 mouths to match the dialogue, which is, you know, which is good. But it isn't with the sort of precision that you can expect from a game that came out, you know, and. 2018 and 2019 you know so it's just not realistic for you to expect um four and five were a significant jump up from three so i do expect that once you get kind of get through three um you'll you know it's it only goes up from there um but so far i mean so far so good the the story has already kind of it's already interested me like immediately um and i think all the yakuza games that i've played so far have had a slow start with the exception of two two kind of two has a more exciting intro than before i think this one this one starts with a mystery right off the bat where i'm like what the hell is going on i how why what is happening um so i'm very interested to kind of get back to it but um i'm looking forward to jumping into it that's that's about all i have to say about that right now but i was gonna say is so is this your like 
at, at what point are you now jumping into like territory that you haven't played? Oh, I haven't played any of these games at, at oh, all. Okay, so you're jumping in fresh. No, yeah, the, yeah. From here on out, um, it's fresh. I've always been fresh on the series. I'm just familiar with the technical aspects of four and five, um, like in terms of like graphically and what they were able to accomplish. But, um, but, but story wise, I have zero idea how what any of this is. Nice. Um, and I, I will say that I am super impressed that. Three actually picks up literally, literally where two le- leaves off, which I was not expecting at all. Um, I was actually expecting some degree of time to pass from the end of uh, from the end of the whatever hap- what happens in Kwame two, but no, three starts literally where two kind of leaves you. So um, that's kind of exciting in a way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm all f- totally fresh from the in the series right now. So I'm I'm super excited to see like Kiri's journey from like to, to all the way to the end so yeah um and uh fire emblem been playing a little bit more fire emblem when i can uh, i've gotten a little bit deeper got a, uh, another chapter or two in things are still popping off i don't know if i've mentioned this on a podcast yet but i got to a point did i mention the time skip on this no podcast? you haven't Not, not okay yet. so i have gotten to the time skip um okay, for okay for for <laughs> reasons that maybe we shouldn't discuss quite yet, but I think we should absolutely have a spoiler cast about this. Um, I you know I won't go into detail, but I need to know what the hell everyone else is doing right now. I <laughs> I am dying to know, especially with one house in particular, mm. <laughs> what. What the hell is going on? Because there are things, there's an event that happens just prior to the time skip. Things are revealed, things transpire, events happen. uh, (laughs) And, you know, the time skip happens. Now, I think the way that it occurs was... I, I felt a little, it left a little bit to be desired. I was like, oh, really? That's why, like, we're gonna skip five years but then like once it actually happens and then you get kind of like a video saying like you know fodlin is um i was like oh okay i'm i'm in because i want to see like the mission i and, and this is this is why i'm dying to know so the mission that occurs the second that this time skip happens like the immediate thing that you do because the the structure is upended at this point in the game like mm-hmm. you've you've played maybe 20 30 hours of the game a certain way and then then the events occur and then like that's it you know you don't at that point you wonder what do I do now? Like, wh- how does this game continue in this way? Um, but they, they do find a way to kind of transition you back into that same structure, but things are different and you don't see the other. I mean, I'm early on the time skip, so maybe this changes, but I had, I don't know where the other houses are. I haven't seen anybody from another house at this point. Um, you only know what the video kind of tells you in the beginning, like sort of like the epilogue to part one, the intro mm-hmm. to part two. Like it says, hey, uh, Dimitri is doing this. Edogard is doing that. Claude is doing this. And that's all. That's but that's all. That's it. Yeah, that's where they leave it. Yep. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, am I ever going to see like the other side of this or do they want me to replay like 50, 60 hours of this game to like see the other side? 
Yeah, and and I feel like that's that's where they get you. Like the uh, the first half for all three houses are typically the same uh, for the most part. Um, you'll get like certain dialogue choices uh, choices from characters that are different, and you'll get more of like the side story. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like the you know the big differences are going to be from the second half. This is something okay. So try to be vague on this, but do you return to the status quo um for black eagles like in terms of the way that the game is structured um with that there's certain things that that uh build up that could go either one or two ways and i'll just leave it at that because there is an okay so right before the time skip you get into a conflict and uh, you, you yeah like yeah, that, like, yeah. like I do, I do, I just don't understand. So so far, the game has been pretty good, at least so far, to say that like, you know, the the narrative is that you are following this. There's one set story, but three perspectives. You are just following this perspective. It's not just like you picked this house. Therefore, this house is the hero of the story, and everybody else are like kind of the the tertiary like arms of the story like like you are the main branch everything revolves around you like if i picked golden deer i'm going to be the one like i'm going to be the hero house so to speak like i'm going to my the story is shaped around golden deer now but if i pick black eagles then is the story is shaped around me like the game hasn't done that so far but there is some stuff that occurs before the time skip and you do you do something specifically that had me going I wonder if I pick Black Eagles or Blue Lions. Like, it, I mean, is this supposed to happen? We'll have to, we'll have to have some sort of spoiler cast or something. But like, I, I just, I don't know how any of that works, and I'm dying to know how it does. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna play more of this. Uh, I, I don't know how many chapters are in the game um, exactly, but it does feel like I'm firmly in the middle like of the game it doesn't feel like it's ending anytime soon it feels like it's almost just ramped up <laughs> um so maybe another 20 hours ago which i i sigh internally about that but i mean the game is still fun so i don't know by the way my main character my violet he is a tank that dude is just he just takes no damage at some point like yeah it gets like that yeah, like, uh, between, like I, between between uh, Byleth and your house leader, like those are the two, those are your two characters that pretty much you, unless like you do something really stupid, they shouldn't die. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I guess everyone's like that though. Um, so yeah, um, so that's that. And so I finished Control. That's the other game I was oh. going. Yeah, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Finished that. I've done. I've completed it. I've done everything that you can possibly do in that game. Um, it's great. Honestly, it's, knocked out like side stories, everything like that. Yeah, everything. It's all done. Oh damn! Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's not long. It's not a long game. Um, okay. The main story is like ten-ish hours, and the side stuff is like an extra, like three maybe four so i mean when all is said and done you'll spend about 15 hours in the game i don't think you should you could really spend more than that unless you want to do like there are recurring elements in the game um like recurring missions that uh, that pop up they have they're not story based but they're just things that you can always do um just reasons to to keep 
playing the game if you must for some reason. Um, but I mean, there's technically I've I've done everything though narratively, um, with with every side mission with a piece of story content tied to it complete. Um, and it's great. the The game is great. Uh, I there was a moment there where I was very upset by the game. Uh, I notified a friend that I was. At one point, I was like, I'm never going to buy a Remedy game ever again, day one, <laughs> um, because there was and, and and that was said in that was said a little, a little hastily, but it was very annoying and um, and it's not good. It's definitely not good. Now, I struggle with recommending the game just because of all the performance issues. Uh, Remedy has issued a patch uh, as recently as like yesterday of, as of this recording. Um, I have not put in the game yet to kind of try it and which i might i might play it for like 30 minutes or so just to kind of mess around and see like if it's actually been improved but apparently for the console versions and maybe for pc i'm not sure about pc but uh, for consoles they've apparently optimized it to for smoother frame rates um, which is great because the game is choppy the game does not run well um at all so it is hard for me to recommend on that aspect alone um and it's hard to justify people spending like 60 bucks on something that like only kind of half works some of the time um so uh but there was a, a game breaking bug i encountered that made me restart or I, ha- I i had actually restarted i restarted my entire thing so what happened was there's an event a story section where there are enemies that are supposed to spawn they're supposed to like they're floating in the air and they're supposed to drop down and you you kill them and then you are supposed to claim the control point which is a like a functions like a like a bonfire in dark souls or something like that so for me i hit the point but the people in the air never dropped down so i couldn't get the control point because the enemies wouldn't properly spawn um, and I was stuck in this loop. I did this like I restarted maybe like 10 times. And this was like 1.30 in the morning, like on a, a weekend or something. And I was like frustrated because I was like trying to finish this the story. Um, and it's happened towards the back half. It's like mission seven or eight or something. And there's like 10 missions in the game. Um, and so these these enemies wouldn't spawn. I kept restarting. I basically restarted my entire mission which actually resets all of your progress so i had done two two and a half hours worth of side content in that mission um and so by restarting the mission i had i lost all of that progress it was like i just never done it all my abilities were gone um all the like all the abilities that i gained from the tree all the side missions i had done it was it was all gone done um and I was incredibly frustrated about that. Um, I, there's nothing I hate more than wasted time in the game. To have to, to do that, to spend all that time doing that, collecting all the items and taking my time and really like soaking in the world, um, you know, to have that happen was like was was not good. That was not a good look. So um, I did end up having to backtrack because I, I found it very difficult to do some of the side missions without those power-ups that I had, I had gained. Um, so by grinding, so I, I had to re- backtrack and redo some of that stuff. And it did take, you know, a couple more hours to my playtime to do. But um, once I did it, I was able to finish the game with no more issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, if you want to play this game, I mean, they've released a patch, so definitely check it out. Um, 
I might feel a little more comfortable recommending it. Go ahead. I'd say, um, would you recommend picking it up on a sale like down the road, especially with all of these games coming out? So this is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky because outside of the performance issues, Control is a phenomenal video game. Um, It is probably one of the year's best uh, in terms of atmosphere and narrative, kind of like what I was saying last week. Uh, it, it maintains that towards the end. I think the, end, the the actual ending is a little anticlimactic. They don't answer a bunch of questions, which I didn't. I don't. I don't need them to. I, I'm I'm happy that they did leave some mysteries unsolved. But what you actually do in the final like you know half hour of that game is like not super exciting um, or interesting. But um, even if you leave interesting narrative threads dangling, so it, it's hard for me to not say hey don't play this game at all ever because there is so much interesting shit that happens in it that i I can't tell people to ignore it like i think it is worth the money if the patch is as good as it's supposed to make the game or better which i need to check i need to check so i can't verify that but i was generally happy with the game outside of the that freak glitch i got um and outside of the slowdown and everything despite that it is really a great video game um Hmm. so like it depends on what your taste is if you're like hey i'm a little unsure if i'm even gonna like this wait wait for it this isn't gonna be something i'm gonna unabashedly just tell you to spend 60 bucks on especially if the performance isn't there yet and you're not even sure but if you're like i'm totally into david lynch and twin peaks and like i'm totally into like i I need a good single player you know story with a lot of mystery i want to see some freaky stuff happening like you know i'm down for some mystery like yeah you know the game the game has been on sale already for as low as like 38 bucks on amazon so I mean, just keep an eye out for it. Uh, it it's I think it's the, it's going for like fifty at the moment. So that's what I paid for it day one. So I think it's worth it at that price. Um, the, the I can't wait for the DLC. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. In fact, I might buy. I don't ever buy season passes for anything, but I might just go ahead and get this because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna want to play it day one. I, I have to know what is next. Like in this story there are so many things i want to know um and it's hard to talk explicitly about the game just because i don't want to spoil the experience for people but yeah man um the game's great it's fantastic that's not that's good i i think that's it's gonna be a game that i pick up down the road definitely yeah. like a game i pick up on sale i just i just have too much on my plate right now yeah i mean it's it I mean, right now it, it'll probably be like on my top list of the of the year at this point, um, probably, and it's going to probably come with caveats as well because you know the performances, the issues. It's just they're just so evident that I can't not mention it. You know, in yeah. all fairness, but but yeah, I, I think this seems like a title that will probably go on sale for you know Black Friday. I think that's that's great. Thirty bucks is a perfect. I think that's an unmissable price. If it if it gets thirty bucks uh, later this year, you owe it to yourself to pick it up at that point. That that's okay. the that's the one that's the price point. I would say that you can't miss it. Um, yeah, it's 
it's so much fun. Um, even the combat, like a lot of people have been complaining about the, that combat being a little samey. I never really felt like that. I always felt like there was, um, there was a good amount of challenge. There, people have expressed, you know, frustration with the health mechanic and that you don't regenerate health. You actually pick up health from uh, damaging enemies and or killing them. Um, so that can make encounters very tense, but I never found it to be overwhelming in a way that made me stop playing the game um, or, or stop progression in any significant way. So, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it uh, uh, quite a bit, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next with the story. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you came out of the game enjoying it. I, I didn't. I don't want like a situation where you know the game just fell apart at the end and like it just you know you 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 lost your enjoyment. But it sounds like you actually like you know besides like the performance issues, it sounds like you enjoyed yourself all the way through. Yeah. No. I I did absolutely. Um, that's a great point. I mean, I, I absolutely enjoyed myself all the way through, and I think part of that is because it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, there's never a point where I felt like the game was padded out. Um, you know, ten hours for a story is is perfect. That's that's yeah. perfect length. Ten to fifteen hours is 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 great. So that's a sweet spot for me. Um, and once you get and it prov- it presents enough. In the, in terms of the collectibles and all the things that you can read and watch, and there are stories going on behind the story, and I find that part fascinating. I've I've never ever read as many collectibles as I ha- like like I have in this game in any other game in in my life that I've I've ever played, um, and that's a testament to the writing. Um, that's a testament to the world building. And everything else that it does just uh, in terms of atmosphere with this game, it's just palpable. And there's constantly a sense of, of dread and, and terror, but not overt terror, not like it style terror. Um, I'm referencing it, the film. Um, and like, it's nothing like that where you have like, you know, jump scares every two seconds and we're going to make it really obvious for you. Like, it's nothing like that. Um, it's, it's very, it's very much an understated sort of horror um and, and i've never i've never really played anything like that before so this was this was an experience and i can't wait to see what a control 2 does apparently it's sold very well um so i hope we get more news on that next year hopefully so and hopefully pro- probably on a next gen console only please because it, it deserves that it deserves that much um so i would play it again on like a ps5 or xbox two or whatever um for sure or a beefy ass pc if i had one like i would definitely play it on that the ray tracing is apparently insane on the game so yeah but that was pretty much it for me and control chris what you've been playing oh man so uh originally my plan was to hop back into monster hunter Mm-hmm. Or Monster Hunter World, because uh, the Iceborne expansion is out. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am in the PlayStation Store, like getting ready to, you know, purchase the game. And you know, we you know we always have the conversation of you know there's so many games coming out, you know the amount of time that we have to like play these games is sort of limited, but you know we still find a way to do it. And Monster Hunter, you know what? It's one of those games that it's really grindy. And I feel like 
that's just not my spirit right now. Like I can't, I can't sit there and sort of grind out in games anymore. Or at least I, I just, I'm not, I don't want to like waste, not waste time. I don't want to spend time grinding in the game. Granted in Monster Hunter World, it's, you know, it's done well. Um, like I don't feel like when you fight a monster when you're doing a mission or you're jumping into another friend's mission that anything that you're getting, everything that you get, all the resources that you get can be used for something. So it's not like a waste of time, but it's a lot of time. So um, just looking at impressions before, you know, I'm buying it. People are like, you know, it's great. It's good. You know, the, the new inclusion of, you know, the new monsters. Um, there's uh, some, I think, a new, like, uh, grappling hook. Mm-hmm. You know, everything sounds good for the game. It's just that it's, but then I heard that it's more or less the same when it comes down to, like, how long it is. And that scared me. That really mm-hmm. did. I was like, hmm, I'm not sure about this anymore. So um, what I decided to do was to, you know, the money that I was going to spend on uh, the expansion, yeah. I went ahead and spent on two other games. Uh, two smaller games, but, you know, sure enough, I found myself really enjoying, like, really, really enjoying one of them. The other one, I sort of sort of set myself up for failure for it, but, you know, I'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the first game that I picked up was River City Girls, and that's, um, it's a, you know, adventure, arcade, fighting, multiplayer game. If, if you've ever played River City Ransom or like heard of it it's basically like a like a spin-off of that series mm-hmm. you're playing as the girlfriends that get captured cool okay and it's so just, it's like and a it's just reverse. and it's like it's just, yeah so it's like a reverse yeah. so you know i'm playing it on the nintendo switch it's also out on the ps4 and uh limited run games they they are doing uh physical copies of the game so um and it's about 30 bucks so it's you know a you know quote unquote budget title and like it's it's it, it's everything that like when you look at the trailer for this game every like the the game does a good job of like selling itself through its trailer so it's a graphically it's like pixel art so when you're playing it you get like a heavy feeling of um if you ever played like the Scott Pilgrim game on PS360 right. uh, you you really get that type of like you know um atmosphere from the game um the soundtrack is you know uh it's like chip it's like it's sort of like uh chip tunes slash like there's some songs that actually have words in it so, oh, okay so it's yeah. kind of like the scott pilgrim soundtrack a little bit yeah and it's i don't know this game has like a lot of character i think that's the best way of saying it the okay. cutscenes are sort of done uh manga style where you're looking at, you know, that's cool. Like different panels, and like yeah. it's sort of panning along, like you're reading the manga, and then there's like uh, anime cutscenes as well. So like if you're into that type of like, you know, world, or like if you're in anime, you're into manga, you're into like beat 'em ups. Uh, this is definitely like a, a really good game to pick up. Um, like just alone on like the writing between the characters, um, how the characters are interacting with, you know. Uh, other characters that they see, it's just, it's really funny. Like, it's really, like, you know, tongue-in-cheek, pretty much. So, I, you know, just just off of that, I, you know, I had fun with the game. I haven't finished it yet, because uh, this is a, you know, it is a co-op game. 
Um, you can play two players. You can play like on normal or hard. And then you can also turn on uh, Friendly Fire. Um, really? I, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it was it's just me playing the game. So I sort of set myself up for failure with that. <laughs> uh, so and and like I feel like the game really is built for two players. Uh, That's what I was gonna ask because it's like there's no online play. Um, it's only couch co-op, which I respect on some level. But then it's like if I wanted to pick this up, I probably would be playing it by myself. And is it worth it? Like, is that a Cuphead situation where the game is like really difficult by yourself? Yes, and that's and that's the case definitely. Is that um, I found myself dying a lot, and when you die, you lose roughly twenty to twenty five percent of your money. Mm-hmm. And like, if, and if you've never played a River City Ransom game, um, it's like a side scrolling beat 'em up, or um, or if you played Scott Program, sort of like that, where when you're when you defeat enemies, you get experience, but then you also get uh, money, and you use that money to buy healing items. You get that use that money to buy uh, new moves, new combos. Mm-hmm. Um, you use it for items to like, you know, increase your attack or, um, lets you throw items, you know, faster, like different type of, uh, abilities. So, you know, going off of that, like be like dying a lot. Like I find it where like, if I beat a boss and like, I'm doing good with like, keep my health high or, uh, the game, uh, luckily whenever you level up, you get all your health back. So, you know, I would strategically find myself with a lot of money and being really careful trying to make my way into, you know, certain uh, areas on the map where I could spend the money. So, um, yeah, like it's I I know that I would be enjoying this game a lot more if I was playing it co-op. Yeah, I I mean, it seems like. It, like all of the other trappings of this game, everything that you've mentioned, um, you know, whether that's the manga styles, cutscenes, or the music, or even just the animations, which are silky smooth, um, that I've seen anyway. Um, like, yeah, it, it, it does seem like the lack of a, a, another player really kind of hurts the game in a weird way. And I never really know how you can handle games like that. Like, I remember having fun with Streets of Rage 2 alone. But and that's the thing; those games are playable solo. Yeah. So, like, not saying that this isn't uh, playable solo. It's just that once again, you know, um, I'm 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 it's pretty much at the point where I sort of have to grind and just fight a bunch of enemies so I could get my money back up, so then I could go to the store and buy like new abilities and new moves. So, like, that's not what I want to be doing right now. I sort of want to be, like, playing through the game, playing through the story. Because the story is actually pretty, like, it's, it's, it's entertaining. Like, it's, like I said, it's, like, a really lighthearted story of um, the two main characters trying to find out what happened to their boyfriends. Right. And um, it's, it's definitely, like, it, just don't be an idiot like me, guys. Don't buy this, don't buy this game to play solo. Like, so you do ultimately regret it. Yeah, I, I regret not, you know, planning this out better, um, like making sure that I had someone to play it co-op with, because I was hoping that I could have sort of jumped in solo and played it that way. But it's, it's I don't know, it's rough. Like, I'm, I'm still going to, you know, I'm planning on going back to finish it um, sometime this weekend. But yeah, like, it's tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, don't don't let that deter you. Like, definitely, um, if you if. If it sounds like you know you, it's the type of game that you'd like. Definitely check out the trailer for the game. Um, I I like the game. I really do. It's just it's it's tough because it's 
it's really built on the co-op and i just you know i'm I'm frustrated that i'm just playing it solo yeah that's disappointing because like this is a game i'm interested in um and to hear and and the the main question as soon as i heard you where you picked this up like main question i had was like all right how is it solo um i was you know just assuming that you at some point even if you hadn't picked it up to specifically to play solo at some point you would play it solo um and and how that experience was so yeah that's a bummer that's that's a real bummer because the game looks sweet yeah, so, you know, uh, in the middle of me, um, you know, recording footage of the game, um, you know, Gears 5 was released as well. So um, I had a chance to actually play it at a uh, cousin's house, um, played some of the multiplayer, played some Horde, and just I have played like a solid like two, three hours of it. So it's Gears. Like this, um, it, it's you know it's more gears. It, you know, the game looks amazing, runs amazing. Um, didn't have a chance to sort of hop into the story, but when it comes down to like the multiplayer, uh, you know, they have a formula and you know it works. So, um, so you know, going off of that, I was planning on buying the Game Pass for the PC since mm-hmm. Gears Five is on the PC, right? Uh, through Game Pass. Unfortunately, you have your computer has to be like updated to like the whatever the the latest update is, and you know my computer for like the last like month or two has been like, hey, you know there's this update out, you need to go ahead and install it. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not installing it right now. Um, yeah, so now right now it's to the point where I had to install it. Well, at least uh, uh, try to. Um, I haven't figured it out. I'm still trying to like troubleshoot it, but like my computer can't update. Like it'll it'll take like an hour to mm-hmm. like download everything and then install. And once the computer boots back up, there's like nothing happened. Uh, and we still there's no indication why that happens. No, right? and like I so I'm sort of like pinpointing it now where like I think certain files are like corrupted or something like that. So oh, on I'm, the computer? I'm getting. Yeah, so I'm getting close to like figuring out why it's happening. It's just like it's really frustrating because I've been trying to do this for the past two days. Right. So and not like you know past two days like the whole time like just the little time that I've had to like sort of sit down and try and get into it. Right. Uh, that's happened. So with my computer going through the whole update issue and like restarting, like I wasn't able to uh, record ca- or capture footage like I wanted to. So I was like, you know what? I you know had some credit left over. Let me go ahead and pick up. Um, Undertale, you know, uh, uh, Sans. He's he was like a um, he, he's not a he's not a character in Smash Brothers, but like they added uh, a costume for the Me Fighter. Right. So a lot of people were super excited about that. Um, and then just you know, over the past couple of years, the game's been out for four years now. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Feels yeah. like it feels like it's been even longer <laughs> yeah so the game's been out for a while and i've always heard like really good things about it i just yeah. never had the chance to really sit down and play it <sighs> y'all y'all listen why haven't y'all told me that i fucked up by not playing this game? <laughs> oh wow <laughs> this, this game is so good um if you haven't played it before undertale is in it's like an rpg that's sort of like along the vein of like Earthbound. Like an Earthbound, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then you know the the twist behind this is that you could play the game and not kill any, anything. 
So it sort of gives you like a morality choice of how you play the game. Like you can play through the game and, you know, kill everything or play through the game, kill certain things, kill certain enemies. Um, I feel like the game sort of, it tells you that, but then it's really up to you to like decide how you want to play it at first. So, so okay. I, I I haven't played this game yet. Um, okay, so that's why I'm trying to be really vague with how I'm explaining it. So is it is the combat like literally a turn based RPG? Like, is so that... no, and that's what's interesting. So the the um, combat is different. So you have, of course, you know, when you fight, you'll have like a little meter to pop up, and you have to you know time it towards the middle of the screen. You know, okay. you do more damage that way. But then when the enemy is going, you're um you see a heart in the middle of the screen and like you're basically the heart is you and the enemy will have attack patterns that you sort of have to dodge with the control stick. Okay. So huh. that, yeah. So like you, you, you're basically learning, you know, attack patterns. So it's like bullet hell. You, well, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's like a bullet hell. So, um, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I just fell in love with like, uh, just the way the story was, you know, set up. Um, the game is the type of game where, like, it encourages multiple playthroughs. Um, you, I guess, technically, you're technically able to, like, get the like the true full ending through two playthroughs. And I feel like I've played mm, maybe about six hours to get that. Wait, six really? Hours? Yeah. So, so yeah. It's not even is, long. Yeah, so the game is not even long. It's not long at all. Um, and, like, that, and that was the design. The developer, Toby Fox... His his you know philosophy on this game is that he didn't want it to be long. He didn't want it to be like you know he for one he didn't want you to grind in the game. Two he didn't want to add any type of like fetch quests or going here and there. Like it's all like it's pretty linear and like when you do sort of have to travel back, they make it super easy to back uh, back travel. Okay. Um, and then let's see what else. It's um. Like, each section, like, each major section is really built to be played, the, they say, within, like, 15 to 20 minutes, roughly. So, like, you can sort of, like, breeze through the game. Like, I've, I went on YouTube, and, like, people have, like, speed runs where they're playing through the game within an hour. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it's, like I said, it's definitely a game that will um, have you questioning yourself towards the end of the game. And then, like, it sort of, like, tells you, hey, you know, um, you can reset the game and try again, but this time, why don't you play it this way? And it nudges you to play a certain way. So the ways that, that like, the different outcomes of the game aren't nebulous. So, in, in, and I mean, like, you know, it, it's clear that, like, this is the path that you need to take to get this ending. Is it, like obvious yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's pretty obvious Um, okay because the thing i like about stuff like i love the idea of multiple endings like the the game that i feel like does or has done multiple endings the best is the um is uh 999 and vlr uh, virtually last reward because Mm -hmm. not only are the multiple endings baked into the story like literally the the narrative it involves the multiple endings. Like you don't understand the full context of the narrative unless you get the multiple endings filling in those blanks. Um, and also, they give you like a chart that says, "Hey, like because you made this choice, 
like you know here's two branches were made and like i know maybe it's not like so, under well yeah because because i was gonna say because since this game is so short you don't really need that okay. type of you know chart to sort of like you know tell you what 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 are you know what you did like it's pretty obviously it's pretty obvious how like like i said how you play is how like what dictates how the story goes okay and um you know there's a lot of you know uh puzzles so like the overworld consists of a lot of puzzles like jump puzzles um like just i don't know like sort of like it's really old school in a way where like um you might get stuck and there's been there's like a there was like one uh puzzle in particular where like i just couldn't get it like i i was sort of you know jumping around and like you know i was like you know what <laughs> let me just let me just jump online and find find a guide on how to get past this and it was and of course once i saw how to you know complete it i felt like an idiot but um it's it's really good like i you know you'll you'll hear people um say that like certain playthroughs will you know get you to be emotional and i sort of see that because the way they write these characters uh they they like when you when you come across a character or like a main character or like a you know important character in the game they, they you sort of spend time with them so you know what happens to them like you actually feel for that okay huh I, uh, I, you know what's funny? The people who have never, or who have, who have played this game, and are talking to people who have never played this game, never. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. It's just something I've noticed. But n- no one ever actually explains the the story. Is it and because you can't? Yes. Well, you know, because because you want to jump into this fresh, and I'm so okay. happy that I jump into the game fresh. Okay. That I didn't really know too. I didn't really know too much about the game before picking it up. Okay. Um, I knew it was good. I've always heard good things about it. It's just that I I never looked into it. So, huh. um, just like I I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, even like I said, even though this game did come out, you know, four uh, four years ago, um, you know, I'm still treating it as a new game because it's new to me. But it's it's really good. Like I, um, and this is some things I want to say, but I feel like I'm going to give away some uh, core aspects. But it's it's a fun game. Like if you're looking for something to sort of hold your attention, uh, especially for the price, like I picked it up on the switch. It's on sale right now for $10. I think it's normally 15. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for like a, a break from what you're playing, this is a, it's a really good game to sort of like, you know, take, take, you know, take your mind off of whatever you're going through. Nice, man. You know, the thing I love about the two games that you've mentioned are that they're kind of like smaller, more under the radar. Well, maybe not Undertale. Undertale is insanely popular, but, um, I, you know, they're they're smaller scoped games. And that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Like, I like that, you know, you brought that to the table um, and introduced me to get some games that um, even though I knew they existed, like I haven't played them yet. So, like, I'm interested in playing both of those games. Yeah, like definitely pick it up. It's it's a crime not to like it's and and I've heard this like I've heard that you know people saying like this is like a a game of the generation or something like that and I see it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I uh, I just finished my second playthrough, and I sort of like read ahead because the game sort of once again once you finish a playthrough. And like you get like the correct ending, 
it'll sort of like try and nudge you into resetting the game again, but then playing a different way. Um, but I, I don't want to. Like, I actually, I like where everything was left off at. Oh, and wow. like, and and like, I know what happens in this next playthrough, but I've heard that playing that playthrough will affect your neck, like your subsequent playthroughs. So, like, when you reset the game, there's certain characters that will um, sort of, like, break the fourth wall and acknowledge it. Mm. But then, like I said, certain endings will affect, like, your subsequent playthroughs. So, like, they'll either reference something or, like, your ending, uh, apparently, in one of the uh, endings will sort of be a little different. And I don't want that. Like the the way that <laughs> the way the way that I got this game to end for me, it's it's I feel like it's the right way. And I sort of want to leave it at that. Mm. I wanna yeah, I wanna leave I I sort of wanna and it's funny because um the there's a point in the game where they sort of reference you know you playing like over and over. Yeah. And you know what? I was like, you know what? This, this character has a really good point. I I sort of want to just like sort of leave it at this point, leave it at where it's at. I do want to play it again down the road. Like it's definitely something that um there's there's a couple of things I missed out on. Like this game is chock full of like secrets and like um doing certain things will sort of change uh, outcomes down the road. Um, certain encounters will be completely different if you have particular items on you. So um. It's, it's definitely something that, like, a, you know, a couple months from now, a year from now, I would have no problem, like, jumping back into. And I've been uh, talking about it on social media, and people have been saying that, like, with me talking about the game again, like, it, it's, getting, it's getting them to want to play the game again. That's honestly pretty fascinating. Like, and I love that, you know, since you've talked about it, you're, you did the same thing with Katana Zero for me, man. You know, this is getting on my radar. It's always something it's like on my pile of shame, something that like I meant to go play something I should have played, but just for some reason haven't. Um, so I'm definitely curious to get into yeah. it. And, and two more things before you know, I get off this game. Uh, I just want to emphasize, like I said, the writing in this game, like how they do the characters are really good. Like, I love the characters in this game, like to the point where like like it. Like you'll you're you're emotionally invested with some of these characters. It's so good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And the next uh, like biggest thing, something I'm actually mad that I didn't bring up at first, but the music in this game is really good. Like it's like the soundtrack, uh, like certain boss fights. Um, they they do the thing where like they'll have like a a song uh, play in like a certain area, but then like when you're doing something else, it'll sort of Re- retread that that theme and like change it up a little bit so you like you're you're in a new area but then you sort of hear like a twist of a certain song that you've heard earlier so like i i love the music in this game and, and in particular like certain boss fights are really memorable um like when i say to the point where like if like if you have a like a gaming playlist like gaming music playlist definitely look into you know the tracks from Undertale, which I feel like you'll get more out of it when you play the game. Cause like, that's sort of how I feel with certain games, like certain games, like the music is good, but then like when I play it and sort of like can envision, you know, that song being played in the game and then like, right. yeah, like it just, yeah. it hits different. It really yeah. it hits differently. 
Toby Fox did the music himself in this, right? He did. He yeah, he uh he did the music himself. He um apparently he did the music first because he used the music to sort of set the turn- tone for certain scenes. Mm, okay, okay. Huh. Yeah, I I'm, I'm interested, man. I am interested. Wait, so wait, you say you have a couple things. You said it was that. Oh, no, no, you know, yeah, those are the two things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I just wanted to to put it out there that, like, I had to commend the music. Hmm. Like, it's it's definitely, and it's it's memorable where, like, um, like, if you played, like, SNES games and, like, how certain RPGs had certain tracks that, like, will forever, you know, stick with you, that's what this game does. That I feel like is almost as important an endorsement as any, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like the way that it, it makes you feel, um, and that, and that's kind of something I wanted to get kind of get across in my kind of as I was talking about control too. I don't know if I really was able to successfully get that across, but yeah, like I, I mean, I I keep hearing that Undertale affects like how people like by the end of it, like it affects how they have felt about their journey. Up yes. to the the end point. Yes, it does. It'll 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 have you um like you'll be affected as in like after your first playthrough, you'll definitely look at the game completely different. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 really good, and like I feel like it's like when you when you when you think of games that have like the multiple endings, like this is one of the games that just it does it right. Like whenever you're, if you if you're in the mood for a game that you could play, you know, well, like I said, there's, there's, I think there's like three, four, three or four set endings, um, and this game is relatively short, but like the 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 endings are different, and like your playthroughs are different, so right, it's um, it it just does it right, it really does, you know, it's not it's it's not like a Mass Effect where you're just choosing the color of the ending. <laughs> Well, that's choosing, good. You're not choosing red, blue, or green. No, like there's more to it. Hmm. Well, you know, better than Mass Effect is a. It's a good start. You know, that's that's definitely a barometer for success. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to checking this out, and I'm happy to know that it's on sale too. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Um. You know, we also we we always extend the question out to you, to the listeners, to you guys. You know, what have you guys been playing over the past week? What are you playing currently? Uh, let's talk about it in the comments. Talk about it on our social media. You know, shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. Shoot us an email at should I play that fan mail at gmail dot com. We're still actually I haven't checked it in a couple days, but we're still waiting for y'all to you know send in some some questions, send in like just say something. Um, and like we said, you know, doing stuff like that, engaging with us, we want to give back. So we'll, you know, we're giving out gift cards. Um, <laughs> surprised no one's, you know, acting on that, but just send the email. It's free money. Yeah. You know, free real you know, estate. Yeah. Like do it so that you could pick up Undertale. How about that? Uh, you could actually purchase Undertale. <laughs> we, yeah. You could get it for free. <laughs> Yeah, so with that, we're going to jump into the news this week. Um, slow news week. You know, we have, uh, as of this recording, as once it releases, we'll be in the thick of the Tokyo Game Show. But, you know, we record a little early, so we um, don't have the chance to really report on that. So we'll report on the Tokyo Game Show next week. Mm-hmm. But this week, you know, um, some small stuff. Um, we're going to start with GameStop. 
is back in the news. Oh. Um, oof, big oof, and it's uh, it's it's out there that uh, during an investors call, that uh, they are planning on shutting down, you know, uh, some stores. I think I believe I don't have the number in front of me. I uh, think it's up between a hundred to hundred and twenty. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, it's definitely in the high uh, triple digits for sure. Yeah. So. That you know in itself, like it's it's the end of an it's it's the end of an era. Like we'll just leave it at that. Um, I and I sort of want to say that like I sort of saw this coming, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, oh, I saw this coming. But like it's it's just it just shows that the you know times are different. You know the way we game is different. Um, you sort of have to evolve with the community to stay relevant. So I feel like that's something that they waited way too long to jump into. And now they're trying to backpedal and trying to, um, like, they're doing a lot right now to save as much money. Because they're, I think their stocks tanked completely. Uh, they had, they let go a ton of their corporate employees. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's rough. So, you know, um, shout out to, like, like if you, if you have a, a local GameStop that, you know, the people that work there, they don't treat you bad. Like, they're actually pretty cool. Like, you know... Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to those guys because they're people too. They're gamers too. You know, they it's it's a you know that's you know they're living. So I I, I hate seeing posts where like oh I can't wait to see GameStop die. It's like yeah, but you know a ton of people are losing jobs now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it's not it's not good. Um, well, I mean it's not good for the employers, you know, um, or employees. Excuse me. So it's not a good thing. Yeah. GameStop as a corporation, you know, as a as a as an entity, is dubious, you know, and I, and you know, yeah, we'll be one of those guys. Like, yeah, we have been talking about this for the longest time. Um, this was inevitable. The the industry is changing, like you said. This this is something that was. This should not come as a shock. It's just you, we, we do we should show solidarity, obviously, with the people who are going to be losing their jobs for this. That like that sucks. It's never fun um, to lose a job, especially unexpectedly. Um, but there, unfortunately, it's a it's a casualty of what the industry is is starting to become. Um, so I hope that uh, all those people land on their feet somewhere and. Um, I guess we'll just have to see where GameStop ends up in all this, right? Like, I mean, yeah, our, I mean, our, it's it's they're they're pretty much doing like a shift where they're sort of uh, rebooting who they are. Um, yeah. They're trying to change up certain stores, um, where I think certain stores are going to sort of stay where they're at, which is the gaming store. They're going to have their um, sort I of mean, like half and half stores, where it's like half gaming, half collectibles, and then you know that they have their Think Geek stores. And then they they're trying a new format where it's more or less like a sort of like a lounge. That's the best way of putting it. Where it's like a gaming, Wait, really? like like it's like an esports. Like you could come in, uh, try out games. They're gonna run tournaments, stuff like that. Huh. Um, they're gonna have specific stores that are based like that. Did not so, know that. So that's gonna be interesting to see you know what they do with that. Um, next up. Borderlands Three is right around the corner, and of course, I feel like we've we've been talking about Borderlands Three for a couple months now, more or less because of the controversies that have been coming out of it. And this is one more. Why not have one more controversy before it gets released? Why not? Right? Oh, oh boy. 
so um as of right now uh 2k um 2k games you know they're they're the publisher they uh-huh. it's sort of weird how they're handling their the review situation with borderlands 3 um for one uh, like it's, it looks like only certain u.s uh publications are receiving review copies so that's that's you know weird thing number one Weird thing number two is that these review copies are not even like, you know, the full. It's not not, not saying it's not the full game, but they're more or less like old, very very old builds of the game. Right. So that's you know strike number two, and then the strike number three is that I, a lot of a lot of reviewers they sort of I guess this sort of leads into what number one was, but it sort of feel like they're being blackballed by not receiving copies. Right. So I think, okay. So the official, Oh, oh wait. Go, and then uh, I have one more. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I think like the actual third thing, cause I sort of, sort of <laughs> left my memory. Um, the third thing was that the, um, the game, like it's, it has like some technical issues, but then the reviewers are being told not to talk about the technical issues. Ooh, now that is new to me. I don't know about that. Yeah, um, I think someone at Polygon, um, he reported that he lost up to six hours of progress and had to start from scratch. Uh, okay. Huh. All right, so that part I did hear, but I didn't know that they weren't supposed to be talking about that or they yeah. were explicitly told not to. That's Yeah, they were, they were told not to because, you know, like I said, uh, they, they received and they received accounts. Uh-huh. For the Epic Game Store, so not okay. even like the code, but more or less, they have an account that the game is unlocked on, and then the game itself isn't really like the retail Borderlands Three. So the whole situation is like just is it's a mess. I feel like they, I feel like Two K, they're in a situation where they're trying to control the narrative of you know early reviews, but you know there's ways of doing it subtly they're mm-hmm. like they're being extreme with the fact and then you know adding on to like how uh, these reviewers have to uh pretty much get on a uh account instead of getting like a code to put on their regular account it's just weird it really is so what do you i mean what do you what do you feel about this situation yeah i mean it's extremely shady 2k is like I mean, this is comes as no huge shock because it's 2K. They've done shit like this in the past. Um, the thing that I find most egregious is um, so Giant Bomb. They just they were talking about this on their this week's uh, Bombcast. They revealed that um, they were specifically told that they did, were not provided review copies because of the the um, quality of their E3 coverage. Um, that's what they were explicitly told, um, which, which, whereas that's a different story than what other places were told to have, um, or w- were said to have been told by 2K, which was that they, um, it was for security purposes, quote unquote. That's why they were not given those, um, those, those copies. So I think it was what, like Waypoint was Poly, it was either Polygon or IGN, one of those places didn't get a copy um, because of quote-unquote security purposes. Um, so the fact that like 
some of that information is trickling down in different ways is very dubious. Um, you know, it, it should be to everyone involved. But um, yeah, it, it's terrible. It's it's awful. It's not a good look. Uh, th- obviously, this is this is 2K, not necessarily Gearbox. But I mean, you know, Gearbox is still associated with Randy Pitchford. Um, you know, which, which is, who is Borderlands, you know, at, at, a at this point. point. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, none of this is good. None of this, all of this is just solidifying, like, I'll, I'll check out Borderlands later. I'm not, there are other things coming out. I'm, I'm not super interested at the moment. Like, it, but it's totally. But I'm also not saying like, hey, if you are playing Borderlands, like you're supporting, blah blah blah. Like, no, I totally understand like why people are excited about Borderlands. I get it. Like, it's just it, they're not making it. Like, 2K is not making it any easier. You know, they're not making it. And so, and based on like these impressions I'm getting, it's it's more or less more Borderlands. So right. Which I mean. Which if and, and it's one of those things where like if you like Borderlands if like that's your thing then you know you're really gonna enjoy this game pick up the right. game exactly. but like if you if you're already sort of like you know sort of iffy on the game or like you're not super excited about just the series in general then yeah like it's just I, I it, feel like for those people it's just another game being released it, it, it's not gonna change your mind right yeah so, it's not um, you know and I'm and I'm and that's not to say you know we we talked about it on the show like I've liked. You know, I like the gameplay of Borderlands 2. I don't like anything else or outside of that, like just of the actual shooting of <laughs> mechanics uh, and, and the variety of guns that you get. Like, I think that stuff is cool. Um, I haven't liked anything else outside of that. Nothing with the story, nothing with the characters. The writing is very, it's just not something that I'm into personally. Um, so it doesn't seem like 3 is going to change any of that. But I mean, you know, if I want to play just the game itself um you know it maybe will offer me interesting options in that regard so it is something i'll probably check out i'm just not in a particular rush i do know that james is getting it uh shout out to james for sure um you know maybe he could come on and talk about that um at a certain certain yeah we'll definitely we'll have him on uh, at some point too and hopefully soon i want i really want to hear his impression on the game yeah yeah for sure so i mean that'll definitely be something that that happens um and we'll we could cover it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that'll be a Black Friday purchase for me, you know, depending on how discounted it gets. Um, yeah, but yeah. All right. Um, next up, uh, sort of like a, a two-parter. So uh, if you if you've been living under a rock, the iPhone 11 has been you know formally announced, and its uh, pre-orders I guess start as soon as this episode being out. Um, with that. You know, there's the push on iOS 13, uh, but then there's also Apple Arcade that's um, going to be available in the App Store starting Thursday, September 19th. So with uh, what that is, Apple Arcade is going to be uh, pretty much like the it's like a, a game pass for iOS. So you have unlimited access to an entire catalog of over 100 new and exclusive games. Um, so that's being playable on your iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and uh, Mac and Apple TV. So um, there's a couple of games that sort of like pique my interest, and that's the second half of the story. Um, once again, shout out to the Dreamcast. Uh, Twenty years—that's you know, long time. 
But uh, they announced a Choo Choo Rocket game, uh, Choo Choo Rocket Universe, and uh, that will be part of the pass for mm-hmm. Apple Arcade. So um, I don't Which know. I feel like very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like with that, that's sort of like you know put my it put the Apple Arcade on my radar. So that sort of you know got me to sort of look into you know the service. Like I said, um, well, did I give a price? I don't think I gave a price, but it's going to no, be four ninety nine per month. So if I feel like if you're the type of person that you play a lot of games on your iPhone, your iPad, you play on your you know, on your Mac. If you if you play mobile games um and you like some of like the more triple A mobile games, that's weird saying that. <laughs> well, it's the reality <laughs> we live in today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so if you if you're into that, um and th- there are plenty of, you know, mobile games that, you know, have been put out that you know the quality is just there. Like it's really good. Like it's you could you would, would consider it being a full fledged game to the point where like, some mobile games actually get ported over to consoles. So right, uh, you know, I definitely want to put that out there. But like we said, Choo Choo Rocket. Um, there is you know Pac Man, uh, Party Royale. There's Rayman Mini, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Um, Steven Universe, Unleash the Light. And another one that's interesting that sort of uh, caught my attention was a game called Various Daylife, and that's from Square Enix. Um, you know, it's another RPG made by the creators of Bravely Default and yeah, Octopath Traveler. I was just about to say another. It, it, like you just kind of flagrantly tossed that off. Like ah, it says another RPG. This is like kind of cool. Yeah. So you know, I, I feel like the uh, those the games I listed. I mean, for me. I, I feel like it's enough reason to try out the service for that for uh, when it launches, um, just to see what it's about. Um, I what about you, man? How you feel about it? I think it's awesome. I think the guys, uh, the guys and girls over there uh, executing this right now, have definitely played some video games because you do not put Choo Choo Rocket on your service if you have not played some goddamn video games in the past. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that, that game has been on. Um, I don't think that game has been available outside of the dreamcast right or did they i think they did a re-release at some point on i think on like the xbox yeah like maybe the um xbox live arcade i think on like 360 or something 360 yeah okay yeah so um that's fascinating like i would love a new choo-choo rocket game um or just a, a, a port in general is is awesome so like yeah I, this and this is a port right mm, it's saying oh. it, i mean no it's saying like it's you know it's a new game oh sh- okay this changes everything i thought it was a port the entire time wow yeah this is a day one um, yeah there, there really isn't too much details on the game in particular but like it's enough where like just the yeah. name alone sort of you know has me excited about it yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, we got Choo Choo Rocket. We got the RPG. All I need is a Jet Set Radio sequel. Let's go. Hey, at some point, man, might happen. I, just be keep being vocal about it. Keep being vocal about it. You know, I'm just gonna say that. Just let's just say that at the end, the positive affirmations. You know, at the, at the end of everything, <laughs> you know, we're gonna get Jet Set Radio. You know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, last this week we have, um, and, and for me. This is like 
it's a slow news week, so this is one of those things where, like, it's it's not really news, but people are talking about it. But apparently, Sony has confirmed that the X button on the controller is called Cross. It's not X. It's well, Cross. We, we knew that, though. Listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. It's X, all right? Like, <laughs> I, I know some people say Cross, but... No, 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 no. It's 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 the same way that when Uno, uh, like the official Twitter account of Uno was like, oh, yeah, you can't stack, you know, plus twos and plus fours. No, fuck you. You're going to pick up these 22 cards. Wow. Go ahead and pick up all of them. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's really divisive. A lot of people are like up in arms about it. They're They're saying that, you know, and I'm, I'm a part of that. Uh, crowd where I'm like, yo, like it, it's whatever you want to call it, but I prefer saying it's X. I'm not gonna say it's cross. What are we, what are you? Are you are you are you cross? Are you team cross or team X? I mean it's okay. So it, I say X. I say X, but I know I'm saying it wrong. It's always gonna be cross. It's gotta be cross because it's the only thing that makes sense and it's it's it makes it all analogous with everything else. So, like, you know, you can't just say triangle and X and circle. And, like, these are shapes. These are shapes. Cross is like a – it's like a it, – it's a, maybe not – it's a shape-ish. It's shape-ish. Like, it's – you. It, it's not – it doesn't line up. It, it doesn't line up with the other symbols, like the actual symbols on the controller. So, it is cross. Like, I agree that it's it should be – cross but i don't say cross i say x because it's so so when it comes down to playing uno and i'm dropping uh a a draw two on top of your draw two are you is the next person drawing four or are we playing by the official rules i'm gonna just walk away i'm just gonna leave (laughs) (laughs) i just quit the game (laughs) no i mean i i we're gonna play by the official rules right no go wow (laughs) no what have I been playing Uno wrong the entire time? Yes. <laughs> wow. Who's ha- whose house rules are these? <laughs> oh my goodness, Rod! Like, jeez, I, I I don't think I got I don't think I can play Uno with you ever. <laughs> well, I mean, look, we're gonna play by the book, all right? Like, the the rules rules were not made to be broken. Rules were made to be followed. So with that, that's the news this week, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> let us let us know in the comments, you know, whether or not you call it X, whether or not you call it Cross. Let us know if you're going to be picking up the uh, new Apple service, Apple Arcade. And um, Borderlands 3 is coming out, guys. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so enthusiastic. Are we, are, have you established if you're getting that? You're not getting that, right? No, I'm not getting that. Oh, okay. Well, at least... Not right now. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, last um, bit of the episode today. Um, we're gonna tr- we're trying to do something that we sort of like fell off of, uh, especially towards the beginning of you know the the reboot of Should I Play That? But I like sort of you know sitting back and like having conversations with you, Rod. Like I I feel like we. You know, granted, we're doing this for like we've been like I think right at this point we're about an hour and thirty minutes in. Yeah. But I sort of like you know having like a particular topic to talk about, 
and sort of like picking your brain, you pick my brain. I like then extending it to the audience, seeing what they feel about it. So um, we're going to be bringing back this segment of just having like a general topic to talk about during the week. Um, so with this week, especially with some of actually with two well, majority of the stories that we talked about this week, um, we want to talk about the shift of physical to digital games. Um, so like I said uh, earlier in the episode, like you sort of already see that shift happening with, you know, GameShop, their physical sales are down. You see it with uh, Apple now jumping into the subscription service with Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. You know, we're inching towards that digital future. Like whether you like it or not, like it's it's sort of happening. And um, I, don't, I do not like it. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, we have uh, you know also we have Stadia, that's you know another wild card in this, and that'll be out in November. But you know, you can really sit back and look at like just how people are purchasing their games, how different it is, mm-hmm. how certain companies have adjusted with the times because they're seeing that now, you know, they don't have to rely on third parties sell their games they could just do it straight from their consoles so you know over over the years you know we've seen playstation network um sort of pick up on like they're always running sales always um xbox has done really xbox has done a great job with the um with like the like we always talk about the game pass we always talk about like how uh, the Xbox Live or like, the games that you get for gold. Uh, they seem to give really good games every month. Right. Um, like at, at this point, like it's it's something where like if you pay for these subscriptions, like you you'll always have something to play. Mm. But yeah, Rod, what do you what do you think about this whole shift? Well, um, you know, if, if you've been listening at all uh, in the past few, well, really since we've. In the past 29 weeks, <laughs> you know that uh, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of the digital age, really. Um, I, I, I look, I, I respect it. There are things that I like about it, and obviously, I make digital purchases. I'm not saying I'm like completely agnostic to the whole thing, but, um, but. I do prefer to go physical. Look, I just bought the – I just talked about Yakuza, right? The Yakuza collection. I just bought that digitally. Now I'm going to purchase it again physically when it comes out or at least some point down the road. Like I'll probably maybe wait till a sale or something. But I I purchased it digitally because I want to be able to play those games as they release instead of waiting until February when all three drop. And then I I have to play all three games um, together at the same time. situations like that are rare that doesn't that particular situation does not happen often but it was a good it was a good choice in my opinion like to to just go ahead and do that um i do almost always choose to go physical because i enjoy seeing my um games on the shelf i like having um the space for them on my hard drive now nowadays you are um downloading a lot of the, the the content of the disc the disc is essentially just a key nowadays um but in a lot of ways but there are a lot of other times when you can save on some of bandwidth some internet bandwidth like division two for example this year was a great example you had to download about 100 gigs of that game to be able to play it so 
50 gigs for the game itself. That's just for the purchase. And then I think it was like 50 more gigs or something close to it for a day one patch. Am I mistaken? It was something ridiculous like that. It was something ridiculous. It wasn't 50. It was close to it. Um, so, and that was if you purchased digitally. Now I purchased physical, so I only had to do 50 of those gigs, which is still a lot, but you know, I, it was more manageable on my, on my bandwidth. Um, so, you know, a lot of us have data caps. Um, you know, most play, most people do, I, I believe I don't have yeah. data to back me up on that, but, uh, I will try to get some, um, but you know, even if you have like a high limit, um, you know, you can have your speed throttled by the service provider. Um, that that is something that they can do. So, yeah, it, it, it's something I like to try to avoid. Um, you mentioned something you mentioned uh, earlier about games, uh, games with gold and PlayStation Plus and all the great offerings that, you know, that they're doing at the moment. That's true. They are doing that. But you don't really own those games right like well with games with gold i think you actually do with playstation uh, plus you don't you have you have to subscribe to the service in order to have access to these games the minute that you stop subscribing um, you lose access to all those digital games um, so you, you you do have to give sony some degree of money so they're not truly yours in that way physical games do remain yours take drive club drive club the situation with that just happened they, we just saw that happen a couple weeks ago it's off the service completely now um if you have a physical copy of drive club you can always you know install that on your playstation now if you don't have the day one patch or all the subsequent patches for it you are playing you know a 1.0 version of that game a very rudimentary Oof. version but you're still playing it. So um, as opposed to, hey, I don't own, I sold my copy of Drive Club and I did not repurchase it digitally. So yeah, I'm because they pulled the plug earlier than they were supposed to. Like I, I was, I was trying to make it a point to make sure that I had it installed and I had um, everything like updated. But it right. uh, turns out, you know, when you wait last minute to do things, you know, you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot. So they, right. they, they pulled it, you know, a couple days before they said that they were going to. So I don't know, like it's, it's sad. It's sad to see stuff like that happens again to, you know, some pretty good games. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about Scott Pilgrim uh, earlier in the show. That's another game that, you know, if you don't have it downloaded, you know, that's, you know, pulled off in the marketplace. You can't repurchase the game. Right. Right. And, and you know, what? primarily I'm speaking from from the perspective of a, of a console player as well. Like um, if you go PC, you know, on my Steam account, I'm not, you know, I have, you know, tons of games on Steam. You know, and games that I can go back to and download at any point. Now, I think they do a pretty good job of of uh, making it so you know a lot of your content uh, is is accessible. Um, the things are not taken down uh, very often, uh, barely ever. I want to say, um, and there are other options you can get for DRM free games as well. So you can always get your game, um, and and you don't you're never going to be in uh, worry that you know, you won't be able to access it at any point. So I do think that the, I want to definitely put the conversation in, in context that a lot of this I'm going to be speaking of is from the perspective of consoles uh, because good options, decent options do exist uh, for PC. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, 
for these console makers, I mean these these manufacturers, they're they're they they're the 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 key holders. They they hold a lot of the content uh, behind their gates, um, and, and we're beholden digitally to what they allow us to have access to. Um, and so you know, with Sony, they're not going to obviously their their incentive is not really to continue selling you really old copies of their games. They can repackage and resell those games off off of PS Now or a remastered collection of whatever game they took off the service. Um, you know, this is not this isn't anything new. This isn't like some conspiracy theory. I'm not I'm not you know giving you guys any original thought you know that has not already been said before this is some this is stuff that some these are things that i've said things that multiple people have said in the past as well um and this is just one of the reasons why i try to avoid digital if possible so i i like asking this question now asking this question to you i feel like you're the wrong person to ask this question (laughs) but for but for um other people you know listeners you know people are uh just in general, if you hear this conversation, just ask ask this person this. Ask them, you know, when was the last time that you bought a DVD for a movie? Oh, yeah. I'm the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, when was the last time, you know, that you, you used your Netflix account? Right. So when you look at how Netflix functions, um, you don't own any of the stuff that you get through Netflix. You know, it's all, you know... It's, it, I, I look at it like that, where, you know, if you're not paying for Netflix, then you don't get to use Netflix. Right. So, yeah. it, I, I mean, eventually, um, I mean, eventually, like, I'd like to see a service like that with games. And, like, you know, we see that with the Game Pass. You see that, you know, with how PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold sort of functions. Um, and now with Nintendo, you know, yay, we have Super Nintendo games. But um, it's it's a it's a different way of playing your games. I I I like the subscription model. I like that you know if I don't necessarily want to you know see if I don't see myself you know playing video games like a particular month. Like let's say it's you know I'm super crunched at work. You know I don't have time. You know just turn off the subscription, save that bit of money, and then once you see that you have the time again, you know you can jump back into it. And, yeah, I, and I, I and I feel yeah. like with um, what happened to Gears, Gears uh, Five really pushed the Game Pass. You know, I've uh, you know I've sort of like talked people into getting the Game Pass over the past like, couple of days, past couple of weeks because of Gears Five coming out. Um, but like I saw like a report that you know this was a uh, a really good showing of you know what's to come with the Game Pass when it comes down to their first party games, right? Which I don't think it's totally evil. Like I I I don't. Um, I think we are moving into especially in the gaming space, we're moving into a uh, um an era where you know everything is going to be digital with stadia um you know the the thing is with instant gratification let me go back to your netflix thing for a second so the the reason why and and i'll talk about this in a in a theater like a film industry context so like netflix is doing really well it's doing really well for itself a lot of the streaming services are amazon is doing well uh hulu's hulu's fine um, you know, Disney Plus is coming out like in a couple months. That's going to completely destroy because it's going to be like seven dollars a month. Um, 
so it it's there's going to be so many different options and there already are a ton of options and a ton of different packages that you can get um and it's all going to be catered to people who want to you know quote unquote save money and stay in right so um it's it's all about ease of access. That's 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 the primary yep. function for digital. I just bought a 400 gigabyte SD card for my Switch. Um, I bought it primarily because I don't want to delete games off of my Switch anymore. Uh, 32 gigs was not cutting it. Um, I, I had to constantly delete demos and... And uh, indie games that I had bought, you know, Hollow Knight was like five gigs. Night in the Woods was like five gigs. You know, that's like just those two games alone are like, you know, well over. It's like a third of my uh, it's, it's just about a third of my my space, you know, and I don't feel like um, like dealing with that anymore. So I bought a huge thing, a, a huge SD card. And, and, I, and now that's going to alleviate some of that. And I'm and I and you know what I'm probably gonna make a digital purchase. In fact, I'm going to probably make the first digital pur- purchase on that uh, AI Somnium Files game, which is going to be delayed physically for a week because of increased demand, which is awesome. That's a great reason. Um, but the physical version is not coming for a week. I may want to play that game day one, and if I want to play that game day one, I'm gonna have to buy it on Nintendo eShop, which uh, you know was a week early. You know, and I'm not going to have like the box. I'm not going to have like the cart. It's not going to because with carts, at least for, you know, for the switch, a lot of that, all that data is on the cart. Like you're not mm-hmm. really, you're not downloading a bunch. Like I have so many, I've got like seven switch games, um, like physically, and they take up so little space. Like Breath of the Wild is like less than a gig. Uh, whereas digitally, I'm pretty sure, what is it like several? It's- it's like I think last time I looked at it, maybe ten to fifteen, maybe yeah, but I think about ten. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, it's a gigantic game, gigantic. So um, that's half of your Switch memory, <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's a big factor for for someone like me. I do value my hard drive space, and I do value, um, I, I do value the physical nature of it. Now, I'm gonna probably be moving in a few months, like. I there is a point where you know I have stuff at my parents house I have stuff at my house like I've I've things everywhere and at some point yeah like I do enjoy looking at my physical items but they are a bit of a hassle or they can be I totally get it I totally get why people don't want boxes and manuals well we don't barely get those anymore but like they just don't want that clutter in their life and I totally get it I don't again I don't think digital is purely evil. Um but I do think that we should be cautious when we're approaching things like Google Stadia. Like, you know, I'm not and I'm not, I'm not that's not saying like hey don't get hype about Stadia. Like I think good things can come from it. But I think it's it remains to be seen if that's going to be a net positive for the industry for me. Like I I don't know I I don't know if that is going to be something that we look at for i think it's the future but it's not a future i think i'm ready for um we still don't know what happens when the internet goes out right like we don't we don't know what their plan is for off, any sort of offline mode i mean all. i think i think that's the thing like it's 
it's all through the servers. So of course, when the internet goes out, then you just don't have the service. Right. Similar. Well, I was gonna say similar to Netflix, but you know no. they they've adapted where you know if you're watching Netflix on like your iPad, watching it on your iPhone, or you know your just your mobile device. But um, you can now download uh, episodes yep. onto your device. Um, so you know down the road that might be some that might be an option. Well, yeah, potential. Yeah, down the road. You know, and who knows? Like that's not something that's in their radar at the moment. So like you know I. I, I get it. I, I get the hype around it. Like, I'm not trying to be like an old fogey and, you know, decry it like immediately. But it's just it's just not something I can look at with like rosy glasses and just, you know, ride that hype train just willy nilly just because there there are too many there's too many what ifs. There are too many factors that, you know, it's already in a direction I don't skew, which is all digital all the time. Um, so. And that's that's my where I'm coming from on it. So I do think it's fascinating. Like you and me, we're on completely different sides of that spectrum. Um, and hearing your perspective is, is yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah, like I think I think it's cool that, and and that's and that's what I like about doing this podcast with you is that we both have uh, we both have different perspectives on different th- on on the items. So um, you know, you're you're you know pro uh, physical, I'm pro digital. But you know, at the end of the day. You know, we're we're just playing video games. We're we're just having fun, um, just like one of my you know my daily aspirations. I I do at the end of the episode, you know, just because you don't you know agree with somebody doesn't mean that you know you guys are enemies. You just have different viewpoints. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, we talked about GameStop as well, like earlier in the show, like mm-hmm. what they're going to do, how they're going to accommodate. The, the, the digital age because i mean look ps5 xbox the next xbox is going to be um it's they're going to be revealed next year presumably and i guarantee it, it'll have some sort of all digital component to it and I, you've already heard me say game pass is a phenomenal deal and i and i stick by that and I, that's there that is a prime example i will always pull when i say and I, when i reiterate that digital is not all evil it's not all evil all the time because like they there are some really amazing opportunities with it and game pass is the primary deal that's the best deal in gaming to me yeah um, like to be able to get some of these titles day one digitally, if you have the bandwidth for it, like by all means, like get it. It's at a great price. Um, their flexibility is off the charts. You could play and like their play anywhere initiative is something I think that ultimately is positive. That's something that I think Microsoft is trying to do. They're trying. Phil Spencer has talked about this before. Um, they're really trying to adapt to like the modern sensibility of people who play games. Um, and, and I admire that. That is is good. And maybe Stadia is going in the right direction. We're not really going to know until it's out. So, um, you know, I'm definitely I definitely have my eye on it. The, the concept, the idea that I could play something at 4K 60 frames per second with good enough Internet uh, is very enticing. Um, it's something I certainly want to do. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to have to see, man. We're just going to have to see. And maybe my perspective will shift a little bit and i think it it kind of has in some ways but it's really really hard for me to resist you know getting a physical over a digital copy especially if we're just talking with strict like 
straight up like what are you going to purchase like i'm i'm probably going to get the physical version of something um you know i i still trade in my game sometimes like to best buy like i'll i'll trade them in for money um just for money towards something else you know it sucks to make a $60 purchase on something digitally ha- hate it and not be able to return it looking at you chris with no man's sky Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean not to call you out or anything but like that's something i always think about it's like man i'm really glad that i got that thing physically because it went back real real quick (laughs) um and i'm fortunate that it you know it, it went back so i could go get something that i actually you know wanted and when you know i needed to save a few dollars um that's that's what i did you know find the right promotion and 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 i'll say that i've definitely like learned from that experience so like when it came down to getting stuff like anthem or other games that i was sort of iffy on like i definitely you know got it physical so that i could trade it in so you know i feel that um as long as you know we have the option of having physical like there's a space for places like gamestop um, but like I said before, they have to sort of get with the time, sort of do different things to pull in money to stay, you know, uh, profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, it's sort of like when you look at, you know, music sales, how like the whole music industry shifted from, you know, putting a big emphasis on album sales to now it's, you know, how many streams you're getting, uh, you know, they, you you really hear about more or less about like the streaming aspect of the music industry now, because um, like it's it's weird. Like I when it comes down to like physical album sales for music, they it, it sort of gets skewed because a lot of albums um, they get they get uh, bundled with you know shoes or get bundled with like some like some sort of product. So um, I know that just a couple months ago. Uh, when DJ Khaled, he released an album and uh, Tyler, the creator, he also released an album. Um, Tyler, the creator actually beat DJ Khaled because they took DJ Khaled's album sales, but it was bundled with like a shoe or it was bundled with something and it disqualified it for being counted Mm. towards, you know, like number one sales. Mm. So, you know, stuff like that happens. Like I'm, you know, it's is I'm not gonna say stuff like that's happening in the gaming industry, but I mean it, with how free to play games sort of like is a thing now, mm-hmm. um this, industries change, industries adapt. So right. um at the at the end of the day, as long as we're having fun, as long as we're not, you know, being ripped off or anything like that, you know, just I I I just like having fun. I don't, you know I try not to make it more uh stressful than it already can be right but i mean you know we should also i agree with you i agree with you i would also i would also add that we you know it's important to definitely speak up and definitely let people you know know that like what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. because i think exactly. if our voice you know our voices can get strong enough to the point where like you know we can vote with our voices and our wallets more importantly our wallets you know like you know if you don't like something don't pay for it you know? exactly so. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like that's that's a good uh, you know stopping point for this week for the topic. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys yes. uh, when we post this. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see like discussions on like how you guys feel about it. Um, I think I'll do like a separate post to sort of you know get some engagement from you guys. 
Um, but yeah, let us know what how you guys feel about physical versus digital. Um, you know, are you all digital? Are you all physical? Are you sort of like in between? And you know, I want to know what you know besides what we uh, talked about on the show. Are there certain things that sort of get you to go physical instead of digital? Because like this is you know this is some other things. Like I know some people they love collector's editions. Like I've I've gotten out of the habit of getting collector's editions. Um, just because like I don't know like some of them some collector's editions they put in worthwhile stuff. But you know there was a there was a period of time where I was getting collector's editions. And once I, you know, I have it in my hand, I'm like, yo, like the quality of the statues, you know, it's ass. So, um, I don't know, sort of like gotten off of it. I know that um, I was looking at this the other day, uh, Destiny to Shadowkeep. This is going to be the first Destiny collector's edition I'm missing out on. I have, well, first of all, that's very surprising. <laughs> that's shocking. Um, and secondly, I haven't bought a collector's edition since Halo 2, so... I've missed that train completely for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's just something that some people do, some people don't. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I will always go for the base version um, of something. But, hey, we usually they have, they, nowadays they do like season passes and everything, like with the ultimate editions or whatever. Or not even an ultimate, but like if they have three tiers, it's usually in the middle tier. Mm-hmm. That, that I can understand. But I, I don't need like an eight foot statue though i'm good yeah and it takes up a lot of space like i have a ton of collector's editions in the garage now that uh just the other day we got hit with a bunch of rain and i'm really worried that some of the boxes got soaked so uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna wait a little bit before i break my heart and open up those (laughs) boxes just a little bit but but um with that that's another episode is episode 29 in the bag rod rolling out the red carpet what you got for us Oh boy, what don't I have for everyone right now? You know, um, obviously drink more water for one. You know, definitely, definitely do that. Uh, play some video games, guys. I say this every week. Definitely play some games. We are getting it. it the weather is, well, maybe not in Atlanta, but like it's getting colder in other places. So uh, you know, outside, boy. What? <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. It's I'm not. It, it's it's not quite cold here yet, but um, you know it's getting colder in other places. Go ahead and uh, grab a gra- grab a nice warm cup of cocoa and and your 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 favorite video game and and, and settle in. There's there's plenty to play. Yep. My my wallet's screaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably gonna have a new game like every week for the next like I don't even know like three weeks or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean that, that just shows that it's a good time. Like the industry is, is flourishing right now, so that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, you know we have uh, you know next gen right around the corner, so I feel like that's gonna slow down a little bit. So let's you know enjoy this time where like we're getting these games back to back because it's gonna dry up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, not for a while though, right? Not for, yeah, not yeah. For a we should be good. Yeah, yeah, we'd be good for at least the next year or two. Yeah. But um, you know, once again, thanks for uh, you know joining us. Um, you know what? I think this episode is gonna be the last episode of the you know my positive vibes, my daily affirmations because the stuff's getting pretty long. But you know, still take the stuff to heart. You know, I've uh, gotten some feedback from people. 
that sometimes they hear it and they're like, yo, was he speaking directly to me? That's the whole point of it. So, um, but, you know, episode 30 is next week. I want to start making some changes. We sort of did it again. We sort of did that this episode with having like the topic at the end of the episode. So we're going to change some things up a little bit. Um, I'll do something different at the end of the episodes. But last but not least, you guys, you know, drink more water. Moisturize your ankles. Take your vitamins. Eat your greens. Don't sweat the small stuff. Read more. Keep people around you to tell you the truth. That's, that's what Rod, that's my person right there. He tells me the truth. Wow. Be humble. Commit to things. Your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Shout out to my boy Josh. It's his birthday. I haven't I haven't talked to him in a minute, but I sent him a text. I was like, yo, happy birthday. Good stuff. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up. And stop waiting for the perfect time. Like, you know, start that podcast. Start that YouTube channel. Um, start, you know, that that hobby that you wanted to do. Um, just do it. There'll always be an excuse to not be productive. Just go for it. Use your front pockets to carry stuff. Otherwise, you're making it hard, making it easier to be pickpocketed. If you have life problems, don't run away from them. Face them because they'll haunt you later on if you don't. And, you know, this sort of leads into this. Like, if you want to make a change in your life, just sort of take it one day at a time. Don't do everything all at once. Just ask yourself, what can I do today to make that change? Just work towards it. Just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make you make them your enemy. Um, we talked about that during the show. You know, it's, it's all of these are things that you could take with you. That's what I love about it. And when was the last time you backed up your phone? Every episode, I ask you, Rod, have you done it yet? Have you backed up your phone? Not yet. See? And when something happens, we'll be the first one to yeah, hear it. And I'll be the first one to say I told you so. You would I would have I had thirty episodes to do it. Never go to the grocery store on empty stomach. You'll buy up everything. Leave things better than how you found them. And that goes to like retail stores. All my retail folks, shout out to you. I know that people come in and just fuck up your store and then leave and not buy anything. It's annoying. Make the journey fun. That's something that me and Rod, we stress all the time that if this wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. Not at all. If you're going to impulse on something, especially with this holiday season coming up, if you talk yourself out of it, save the money because you were about to spend it anyways. Rod, yes. I'm ask you another question. Yep. Did you clear out your voicemail? Because it's probably I... full. It's probably <laughs> full. It's not even set up. Yeah, probably you're right. Full. <laughs> and listen for you people that have like you know your back hurts you're sore all the time sit up straight keep your shoulders back because your poor posture is the reason why you're sore get a good gaming chair get a good chair get a good bed like all that stuff's important mm-hmm. buy a good screen protector I'm, st- I'm like i'm still like heartbroken every time i use my ipad that there's this big ass crack like it got shot like a look like a bullet hole. I should have got a should have got a screen protector. Would not have to worry about that. Mm. Never underestimate your worth. You are worth it. You are you are great. You are awesome. And I, and I mean that. Wow. Listen, Rod. Yes. Check your phone real quick. Are you on Wi-Fi? Yes. Make sure, make sure you connect to the Wi-Fi, or else you'll be eating up your data cap, and that's not fun. And. Lastly, actually, no, second to last, make your own inspiration. 
Like it took, it took you know a minute to get back into podcasting, but it, it was one of those things I just had to like really inspire myself to get back into the game and just do it. And look at us now, we're 29 episodes in, about to be 30 episodes in. Just inspire yourself. You're your greatest inspiration. And last but not least. You could you could use this every day, every single morning, every single night, whenever you're going to eat, whenever you're going to drink, whenever you're going to play your video game. Look at someone in the eyes and guess what? Tell them this. Say, stay beastly. We'll catch you next week. Peace.